Welcome to The Soul Trap, and we are honored to have Pastor Gene Kim with us. His YouTube channel is Real Bible Believers, and if you haven't checked it out and subscribed, you're probably not going to get rewards at the Judgment Seat of Christ. I might have overstated that a little bit, but you do need to go to his channel and check it out. He's <laughs> No, he's saying I didn't overstate it. That's, that's somewhere in second hesitations. you got to check out his YouTube channel. It has been a blessing to be able to meet him, and you're going to get to hear us really just have a, an off-the-cuff discussion today. He's here with us wherever you're watching it. He's here with us on a Saturday morning, and uh, him and his lovely wife, and it's just an honor to be able to fellowship with him. He pastors and ministers in the San Francisco Bay Area and also ministers in the Silicon Valley area. And if you're anywhere near there, you need to reach out to him. I think he'll be a tremendous pastor, a tremendous spiritual guide, and lead you closer uh, to the Lord. Uh, he has a degree from PBI and UC Berkeley, and he actually is, it's a, it's a rare uh, honor that's an earned honor, but he has his doctoral degree uh, from Pastor Ruckman, Dr. Ruckman uh, from PBI. A very unusual thing, not something that's very easily given out. In fact, it's not given out, it's earned. And so it's just really exciting to have him. Both of us connected uh, and we've enjoyed one another at a distance sharing, uh, just talking a little bit here and there. A couple years ago, he was gonna be able to come down, but right as he was gonna come down, we had Hurricane Irma come through on the west coast of Florida. He said, Preacher, I can get to you. And I said, yeah, but you can't get out once you get here. The hurricane is locking everything up. And so he wasn't able to come. But he has been working for the Lord on the west coast. We're over here on the east coast. And now the Lord has brought us together. And we're excited to have him. And we're excited to have you listen in. So we're going to jump in. This is Saturday coffee time, enjoying our fellowship. So I'm going to set aside all the uh, perfunctory, tell us about all the, you know, nonsense. Let's get right down to what you're here for, at the Soul Trap for. Mm. Pastor Kim, are we heading into World War III with Russia <laughs> and the <Yeah>. Ukraine? <laughs> uh, Talk to a, us a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, that's a huge question, actually. And uh, I've talked to some other uh, Bible-believing uh, preachers and people who dig up into prophecy about that one. And believe it or not, uh, it's not a question I can answer because I ask the same question yeah. to those people too. Yeah. And uh, later on, I like to ask you that question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not the one on the interview. Yeah. Uh, in my mind, uh, uh, one thing I learned about uh, current events uh, and when you study prophecy, especially at these times, is to not to make a 100% uh, quick conclusion or judgment. However, if you don't take time to, you know, examine and at least have approximate prediction, so to say, yes, you know, yes. or to at least think ahead, mm. then uh, you're going to remain in ignorance. And when you remain in ignorance, mm -hmm. then uh, when these things happen in the future, you're going to be in shock mode and go, well, I didn't know this happened. Right. And right. that's how I survived in the areas that I'm at is because just looking at these things. Yeah. So I say all this wordy stuff so that uh, people can understand where I'm at when I teach and especially answering these deep questions. Yeah. Now, uh, from the way that I'm looking at, uh, I did a YouTube video on that one. Mm -hmm. And from what I researched, you know, whether it be mainstream, liberal or left or right wing sources, like people are saying, like, you haven't seen anything like this since World War II mm -hmm. or the Vietnam War. And when people say something like that, then you're thinking that there's a very good chance yeah. that it could be World War III. Mm -hmm. And when you read in the Bible about uh, Matthew chapter 24, it does have a tribulation application. Sure. However, it did say wars and rumors, rumors of, war, of war, plural. And yeah. then if you look at Revelation 6, nations are involved. And, and so that, let me, let me, yeah, let me jump ahead. right in. Yeah. And rumors of war. Yes. I mean, mm -hmm. that's exactly what you're seeing on the news today. You got it. Constant yeah. rumors of war. Constant. Constant. Okay, I'm sorry, but that was just a great point. No, no, no. Right please, please cut yeah. in. This is yeah. why we can enjoy a good conversation. <laughs> yeah. I like to, when people uh, throw in comments yeah. here and there. So um, you're absolutely right about that. So if the Bible gives in a plural word, then that means uh, if you say World War III just for the tribulation, uh -huh. 
I think that you have to be open-minded and say that, well, because it says the plural word, it may be possible there have been uh, nations involved where uh, involves world wars before the tribulation. Yeah. You can at least open up that possibility. Yeah. So yeah. let me ask you this. I was talking with a friend. We're actually on the plane flying in. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm not sure. And I, this is just you and I. Yeah, sure. I'm yeah. not sure that this is mm-hmm. World War Three. But mm-hmm. what I am seeing is... Mm-hmm. Boy, we're one step closer to if Russia threw out a hacking. Yeah. Let, because we've uh-huh. already planted that in our mind. Russia yes. hacked the elections. Yeah. Russia hacked that. everything. Uh-huh. And if there was some kind of financial chicanery, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the world now could mm-hmm. could say, hey, we need a digital currency that can't mm-hmm. be affected. Yeah. Uh, is, in other words, what I'm saying is can you see this setting the stage for the man of sin, mm-hmm. we've now got the mask, we've yeah. got this vaccine, yeah. we've got this global thing going yeah. on. Can mm-hmm. you see these pieces, these chess pieces being moved into into place for the eventuation of, of the tribulation? Yes, absolutely, because ever since Russia had that tension, like uh, everybody was looking you know, at Wall Street and then the numbers and then everything was going down. It was affecting the whole world. And I think an article, I know I saw a tweet or an article from Zero Hedge Uh where he mentioned about where uh, Russia was trying to do a one world currency or something like that. Yes, yes. So then seeing stuff like this, it's very, very interesting. I believe it is definitely paving the way for that. Um, I saw an article uh, from WHO, I mentioned it in one of my videos, but uh, WHO, uh, they posted an article or one of the news mainstream, it's a mainstream news source that posted an article about WHO uh-huh. supposedly that one of the first steps would commence at the month of March where mm. they would get together <clears throat> and some people when they read the article they had the impression of this is where the nation's constitution will not help us anymore. Wow. So like okay. right now, America's surviving because of the Constitution. Uh-huh. Like when Biden tried to push it to the Supreme Courts about the mandates, like yeah. I believe the Constitution and then America, its ideology where it was founded, uh-huh. it saved our lives uh, during the court process. But I mean, if what you're seeing right now keeps building up and what yeah. WHO is doing, yeah. and where when people, read that article about WHO where they're going to take their first steps at March, where they're going to penalize, basically, uh, that's what it looked like, that they appear to penalize or they're going to take drastic measures against nations or countries who don't comply or who don't help out this one world process of trying to contain, uh, where they're trying to pull out safety measures and protect the people. Yeah. That's how they see it as. It, it, it really is. Mm-hmm. You're looking, we're talking global yeah. now in, in everything. Global, yeah. Finances, global health, global mm-hmm. medicine, global governance. One of the things that's interesting, and we'll show this on, on, on the Soul Trap video even while we're talking, but mm-hmm. there have been false videos that have been coming out of Russia. Yeah. In other words, videos of planes flying over mm-hmm. and go, no, that was from 2020. Yeah. Or videos of, of a tank going through the street, and that yeah. was from Russia in 2018. Mm-hmm. It's hard to wrap your mind around, and this is going to mm-hmm. sound really bad because yeah. I'm not saying that Russia are the good guys. Sure, sure. But yeah. when you watch the news and you see what's going on, yeah. It's it, there's no real clear uh, no real clear line of who it, is yeah. who and what is what happening yeah, over there. Mm-hmm. We assume you know Ukraine good, Russia bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you have to wonder if Russia decided, and uh, we've already been down this road, yeah. said, hey, we're going to put a bunch of nuclear missiles in Cuba. Why would yeah. we be going crazy? Yeah. So it, it really does almost seem like you wonder if this is not a ploy to try mm-hmm. to pull Russia into the one world, mm-hmm. maybe to get rid of Putin and to pull mm-hmm. Russia into that yeah. one world situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm, I'm brainstorming with that. There are a lot of Jews as well mm-hmm. in, in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And, and then you got Syria and the Golan Heights and that kind of thing. If you had to, and I love that phrase you used, mm-hmm. the approximate, well, a prophecy. In a, yeah, in a prox- prediction. A yeah. prediction, mm-hmm. an approximate prediction. If you had to approximate prediction, what mm-hmm. do you think, and we're going to pivot just a little from Russia, Yeah. what do you think happens the next three years, two and a half years oh. with Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Oh, with Biden, you're saying. Yes, yeah. 
<clears throat> that's a good question. Well, and I that think, really connects with everything when you yes, think about it. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, that is very true. I think a majority of people are, are clearly seeing, and even liberals are actually uh, pointing out where when they look at Biden, like, I don't think he's going to last forever. Yeah. You know? And they're complaining about the way that he, in his leadership sk skills, especially with the debacle at, at Afghanistan. Oh, I man. mean, CNN was even like whining about that, that Biden didn't do a good job. I uh -huh. mean, so with Biden, where he's going at, uh, I don't think that. So I'm just going to go by what the majority are saying when they study into this. So the uh -huh. majority who study into this, they say that uh, he's not going to last. Uh, he's not going to last. He's going to probably fall out. Okay. And then if he falls out and not uh, last for another term as president, then that's where, from what I see a pattern in history, I believe history is also predicting the future. Yes. And when I look at history... It's very interesting when uh, Obama uh, was, uh, was elected as president, then there were, what you heard from the mainstream world was, well, the reason why Trump became president is because they got very upset. You uh -huh. know? They were so upset. And anger is a key. Frustration is a key within society. Once they have that anger, mm -hmm. then you're going to switch to uh, the, uh, the opposite side of the president. Uh -huh. Well, then now that you got Biden, some people are wondering, then who are you going to elect next yeah. as president? So then, yeah. uh, it could. Uh, some people are saying it could be a Republican, and if that's the case, then how much the angst and the anger would be, especially you know from what you saw with the protests. You know, it wasn't a peaceful protest yeah. with the yeah. BLM riots, uh -huh. and when you see that, if you get a Republican that gets voted in as president, January sixth is going to look very mild, right? Very fast. Let me yeah. let me let me pick your brain a little bit yes. about that because yeah. we've talked about that. So, yeah. what's been happening, percolating below the surface, is you've been mm -hmm. seeing that they've been saying, well, the Republicans are changing the state laws, changing mm -hmm. the state laws. Mm -hmm. Jeremy, okay. So now all of a sudden, mm -hmm. a Republican comes along. Yeah. What if it's Donald Trump? Yeah. What if he runs again and he, mm -hmm. you know, midnight hour comes in and wins? Yeah. It literally would make the, the riots of a summer ago look like a, a walk yeah. in the park because mm -hmm. you have now prepped the entire mm -hmm. left, which is saturated in communism. Yes. You yes. have prepped mm -hmm. them that this election was stolen mm -hmm. and it could get really bloody. I don't yeah. want it to, but it mm -hmm. could get really nasty. Is mm -hmm. that the track that you're going down with that? It, yeah, it, so I, it's very, very possible because like, if you're going to get persecution, beheading of tribulation saints in the tribulation. Yeah. How are you going to get there? Uh -huh. You have to have stuff like this that happened last year, but you have to amp it up more. Yeah. You have to amp it up more to a point where you can now justify it. You have to justify those actions so and call it peace at the same time. That's interesting. You yeah, to, man, that's so true. Okay, so yeah. <clears throat> let me let me tap into the pastoral side a little yeah, bit. Yeah, go ahead. One of the things that happened when, when 2020 came along, yeah. and I've preached this many times, and I know mm -hmm. you have mm -hmm. in your own way, is I said to our people, you've talked so long about the end coming, but yeah. I'm not sure you really believe that. Yeah. Because now yeah. when the end is here, mm -hmm. you're panicking as if mm -hmm. this was not, we didn't know this was coming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just said, something that I think is very profound. Mm -hmm. How do we get there? Mm -hmm. And I think there's this mentality in a lot of people's mind that we're walking along, mm -hmm. we're shopping, we've got a coffee, and we're raptured out, and then the world gets crazy. Mm -hmm. But when Jesus was crucified, that mm -hmm. wasn't the first time a person had been crucified. Mm -hmm. He was born into a society and a culture it wasn't just John the Baptist that had prepared the way. Yeah. He was born into a society that would allow the mm. fulfillment of that yeah, prophecy. Yeah, that's a very good observation. So you said, how do we get there? Yeah. Is, is that something, I know we're not looking for signs yeah, as sure. rapturists, but is that something where you go, hey, they're not signs, but it's mm -hmm. prepping the way and we're mm -hmm. seeing it. Are you seeing I that? Have to, I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that because from what I see in a pattern in history, I think that when people... What's very important is when you're looking into the future, it's so important to study history. If you yes, study history, yes. a lot of it would just be a repeated pattern, undoubtedly, when you mm -hmm. study history. So if you look at the Old Testament, the Bible talks about the coming of Christ, but it never said first 
or second coming. Mm -hmm. It just said the coming of Christ. Uh -huh. In the New Testament, we later found out that it's rightly divided to first and second comings. Right, right. But the Bible just said the coming of Christ. Why, why if at the coming of their Messiah that they were waiting for, that all these things happened where it had to build up for the Messiah to come in. Uh -huh. And uh, for the audience who are unfamiliar with dispensationalism, mm -hmm. I'll, uh, I'll try to make it as easy as I can, yeah. but I don't want to expound too much on that one. Yeah. But basically, uh, in dispensationalism, what we believe in is that uh, when the Messiah comes down and when Jesus Christ came down, that there are two different comings. Uh -huh. And that uh, it was a time where the Jews could have received him as king. So in order for the Jews to receive him as king, how do you do that unless you have events mm. preparing them for that? Yes. And undoubtedly, the Lord, he has to prepare their hearts so that they can be more receptive to his plans in the future, mm. especially when you're talking about the new world order, the right. Antichrist, and him coming down as Messiah and yeah. king. So it makes a lot of sense. You have to build up these events. If that happened at the coming of Christ, and they didn't divide it to first and second coming during the Old Testament. They just said the coming. Right. If that's what happened at the coming of Jesus Christ when he first came down, why not the second? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so let's stay on that thought for just a second, uh -huh. dispensational. And, and we're, we're kind of pinging around. One yes, of the things, yes. though, that, uh, again, I've noticed, uh, and this is one of the things that's interesting about the soul trap is we have a variety. There are people yes. that listen that are not believers, Sure. Uh, there are people that listen that are believers but have no idea sure. what they believe exactly. Sure. And we love them. Mm -hmm. I love them all. Then there are Bible believers. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'm noticing is I'm seeing a large portion of people jumping ship from a traditional, oftentimes uninformed, pre-tribulation rapture position Go ahead. to yes. the tribulation. We're going yes. through the tribulation. Yes. And, and there's two things that I think have happened. One is it was a very shallow belief in the first point yes. based off of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind, yes. not the Bible. The and number the two, the false assumption, mm -hmm. and, and you really kind of hit on this, yeah. that we're not going to go through the, the tribulation, yeah. therefore we're not going to have any tribulation, uh, any problem. Yeah. Can you speak to that? Are you seeing that? Yes. And why is that catching yes. on so much in, in our Christianity around? So then I think it's this, is that first of all, with uh, Tim LaHaye, he caught the popularity long, long time ago. Uh, especially uh, after what happened 9-11, people were yes. interested in end times right. see, and prophecy. So when LaHaye covered that, that's why his books were getting bestsellers and everything. But then the thing was is that when we're going through our current events, and as we're going through the current events and we're seeing a lot of problems happening, I think the issue is this, is that the issue is, is that people don't understand and, you know, I'm just speaking as a Bible believer and the audience who, you know, are not sharing the same religious opinion as me, uh, I just want you to think about this. That's yes, all. I just yes. want you to uh, try to come to where I'm at and kind of see why in the world would I become pre-tribulation or dispensational, right? right. So I'm going to try to go to your world. You try to come to mine and then maybe we can meet somewhere in between, you yeah. know? So then in my case is that... Uh, the reason why is that I've learned from the Word of God that governments, the kingdoms of this world, belong already to the devil. Yes. He said at Luke 4, these kingdoms of the world are mine. I can give it to whomsoever I will. Second Corinthians yeah. 4, the God of this, this world. world. God yeah. of this world. Yeah. And I think uh, the key why I opened up to a lot of the uh, issues that come up and that there is globalism, that there are globalists, that there are these people who control behind the scenes is because of what the Bible said. Yes. The Bible says that Ephesians chapter 6, spiritual warfare against, demo, uh, against demons and devils, but it put principalities in there. It put governments. Yes. Yes. So then I'm like thinking that means the devil has to be behind the scenes with elites. Now, I'm not saying, obviously, all government rulers are evil. I'm not saying that. I'm sure there are some good people involved. But there's undoubtedly the main system as a whole, holistically, it belongs to the devil. And that there has to be, there has to be some government or elitist leaders behind the scenes. And, who, and don't we see that yeah. with the connection of the Prince of Tyre, yes. the Prince of Greece, 
we, we, uh, is, is come and, and they're called come. and they're called Satan. Like God is speaking to them. Right, Satan. right. Okay, so yes, go right ahead. I'm just, You're, I was just, yeah. Please do all the time. All right, this is why we can have fun <laughs> yeah. on this one. But uh, I hope the audience understands, too, that's the joy of if you get into dispensationalism, yes. Bible-believing truth, you can just uh, talk like this, yeah. hash back and forth. But we can't do all of this for four hours, <laughs> yeah. but we could. But the point is, is that, so because of that, that's why I'm open to a lot of the bad things going on. Uh-huh. But because Christians think that everybody's genuinely a nice guy, Right. Because like if you see a politician or if you talk to a normal person across the street nowadays, mm-hmm. it's what Revelation 3 prophesied about Laodicea, yes. that everyone is comfortable. So people are in a comfortable mindset thinking everyone's a good guy. When behind the scenes, uh, it's like a matrix we're living in. Yes. And God even pointed out at Revelation 3, it is a matrix. Like uh-huh. you don't know you're miserable, poor and blind and naked. And then because I opened my eyes to that fact that if there are uh, elitists behind the scenes that the devil has to use mm-hmm. and that we are in this matrix of comfort and delusion that the devil's using, yes. then my eyes get more open. Now, once you dig into the evil, then this is the problem. If you don't know your Bible and instead dig up the facts about the evil that's going on there or the research. Yeah then what happens is you're going to see so much evil in there. And because of that, you get very disgusted. Uh-huh. And then because of that, you want to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And because you want to do something about it, unknowingly, what you do is that you have a mindset that we have to fight against it. We have to win against it. But if you know your Bible, mm-hmm. God pointed out that uh, we cannot bring in the kingdom ourselves. Yes. I mean, that's like a post-tribulation mindset. Yeah, yeah. And uh, pre-tribulation people believe, or if you study the Bible, then you'll believe this, is that we believe that unless the King of Kings and Lord of Lords comes down, he'll solve the problem. We cannot right. do it ourselves. But the thing is, is that uh, when you combine dispensationalism with the Bible, all right, if you combine the pre-tribulation mindset, not just pre-tribulation, Pre-tribulation is one of the right doctrines it's of the a Bible. Component, component, of the you whole, got it. Right. You have to know as many right doctrines as possible. If you do that, then you're going to have the right balance. So when I Tim LaHaye, he might be pre-tribulation, but let's be very honest. There's a lot of doctrines that he gets wrong. Yes, and yes. because of that, that's the reason why. When the people who are frustrated, especially the Obama era, a lot of people were frustrated. Mm-hmm. During that time, there were hardly uh, restrictions on uh, YouTube and social media platforms. Right, right. So then people that time who were able to take advantage of that, that's why they had a popular appeal. Right. That's why they were able to appeal to these people and grab them. Mm-hmm. So because, uh, and they were post-tribulation mindset. Why? Because they studied only about the conspiracy theories out there and because of that they appealed to these people but they didn't yeah. know much bible you you, that, you hit something right on the head yes you talked go. about dispensationalism yeah. and we've talked about history uh-huh. one of the things that the dispensational mindset says uh-huh. is it, it, it says historically every dispensation yes. has ended in apostasy yes. and judgment mm-hmm. and i think you're exactly right mm-hmm. you know we're there is a mindset that fails to understand what is taking place. Yes. And the Acts 15 model of calling out mm-hmm. from among them mm-hmm. has not, there's this mindset, we can get our right guy in, boy, we can retake America, we can make mm-hmm. America great again, mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. do this and that. Mm-hmm. And so there's a failure to understand what is happening and what's going yes. to happen. And you're exactly right. Yes. It, it, mm-hmm. it feels like there's a disappointment, there's a letdown. Yes, you And so it. rather than Christians looking to the blessed hope, yes. they, they almost feel like, well, this must be, we're going to go through this. And you're mm-hmm. exactly right. One component, I remember years ago, yeah. I took an algebra class in uh-huh. college, and I went up to the professor afterwards. I got like an, an, an 89 or something. I was mm-hmm. one away from an A. And I said, boy, on this answer, I put down negative 11, and it should have been 11. I said, boy, I was so close to getting the right answer, and I would have had an A. And he was real sweet, but he said, Mr. Tillis, let me show you something. And he took the whiteboard, Uh and he drew a line, and he put 11, and way down here, he put negative 11. He said, you weren't even close. He said, that one little little sign... (laughs) 
put you a long way away. And I think that that's the way Christians are. That negative sign is putting them way off. They don't realize, like you said, you have to have the, the, the doctrines in order, the steps that's of the process to good. do that. Wow. So we talked a little bit. You said you used the term matrix, and I love yeah. that mm-hmm. thought. It's not just that the Christian today doesn't see. Yeah. It's that they think that they're rich and increased with yes, goods and yes, have need of yes. nothing. Mm-hmm. Let, let's dive into the delusion. Obviously, mm-hmm. we know the Bible says in Second Thessalonians, he'll send them strong delusion. Yes. What do you see delusional that's happening with Christians right now mm-hmm. where we are in 2022 and, and, and approximating as we move forward? I think the strong delusion, which is why I want people, uh, this is important for especially your audience because it's going to come to a point one day. The devil, I think the audience will agree with this. Deception is strong. Yes. If deception is strong, you know the devil is not stupid. Mm. All right. Uh, Luciferians are not stupid. Yes. Uh, in their oath, they always mention about you have only the wise can understand the mystery behind the codes and yes. everything. Okay, if they're not stupid, and, you know, if me as a human could figure this out, I think the devil saw this, like, a long time ago. But I wouldn't be content with just keeping the liberal mainstream populace. Yes, yes. I would want to go for everybody, including yours truly and Uh including you. The devil would want everybody. So then what I'm seeing is this, which is very dangerous. He already got the liberal mainstream world. But then he's not content with that. He mm-hmm. wants to take as many people to hell as possible, or at least if you're saved, as many deceived as possible. Mm. So what I think is going on is, one, there's going to be, a uh, this is so obvious, a rise of that one world perspective. Uh-huh. Liberalism, socialism, communism, whatever. Terms are terms, but the point is they're going to have more control. Yes. So that's undoubtedly that we can all agree with. But the second thing, which I see very strongly, and I think should be emphasized so much is doctrine. Because the Bible says one of the signs of falling away, which is so important to understand, uh, one of the signs uh, before the end comes is actually the falling away. That's what yes, I meant to say. Yes, yes. Before The man of sin is revealed. We know that. But we forget the falling away part. Mm-hmm. And that's referring to the church. The church is falling away. That means our doctrines are going to fall away. Our practice mm-hmm. are falling away. So uh, why am I saying this? It's so important that now people in the audience are turning to people who seem to be standing up yes. against you know the, the mainstream world or the wicked elitists out there. And they look to them as heroes, but they don't know that they teach wrong doctrine or they said some blasphemous heresies that they wouldn't dare say because they do have a popular appeal already. Right. So then I believe doctrine is so important because then the devil could use that to deceive those people. Mm-hmm. Like uh, here's one quick example that I'll give very briefly, but it's very interesting that um, uh, as a dispensationalist, uh-huh. that uh, as a Bible-believing dispensationalist, that I believe salvation is by faith alone, not by works. You know, so I uh, exactly right. But I don't know if people saw this before. But if you look at every religious creed, including Catholicism, that uh, Mormonism, and some people can agree when they research that you see a lot of occultism, uh, mm-hmm. globalism, etc. Yeah. Behind that, well, that if you look at their doctrinal statements, they look like our typical Christian churches. I don't know if they really took time to examine that. Yeah, that yeah. they'll say it's faith alone, not by works. Well, uh, you and I know that is obviously not true if you uh, research their doctrines heavily. But then the reason why they worded that way, which is very important, they say it's not by our works, it's just believing on what Christ did on Calvary. Uh-huh. But if you're genuinely saved by faith alone, mm-hmm. you're supposed to do these good works and that you wouldn't live a life of sin. Uh-huh. When I started to blank out Catholic Church, so I blanked out Catholic Church, I blanked out uh, Christian, famous Christian organizations Uh as well, and I blotted out their names. Big names that audience people would look at as, oh, you know, these are the heroes, these are the people that I look up to. If I were to blot out their names and you saw their doctrinal statement of salvation with the Catholic Church, Mormonism, Uh Seventh-day Adventism, 
it's shocking, and I jumbled it all. Yeah, yeah. You can't tell who's talking to you. They all look alike. Uh-huh. So then why is that important? It's important because uh, it's not just one world government. We have to understand one world religion as well. It's, you're, you're right on target. One of the things, yeah. and this, is not, this episode yeah. is not about vaccine or no vaccine. Mm-hmm. We've already done that. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that I've heard a lot is mm-hmm. you, the audience has mentioned, we've talked about mm-hmm. uh, other guests, is, is the vaccine the mark of the beast? And the yeah. answer is, is no, it's yes, not yes. for a myriad of reasons. Mm-hmm. But one of them is, and I think people miss this, mm-hmm. the fundamental root of the mark of the beast mm-hmm. is worship. Mm-hmm. He yes. says you yes. have to worship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Satan, the mm-hmm. first time I believe chronologically mm-hmm. we encounter Satan is in Isaiah 14 mm-hmm. when he wants to be like the Most High God. Mm-hmm. His fight with Jesus, his temptation with Jesus mm-hmm. fundamentally was worship me yes and i think that your people are missing that that's very good next step is as we're establishing the Mm -hmm. one world government Mm -hmm. watch the one world religion that's what we're looking for i like to add to that yeah yeah. you hit something very important this is something to think about guys is if we when we're looking at the globalists remember they're not the main attention it's the one they're preparing for is the main attention. Yes. The Christ that they're looking for. And if this is Antichrist, he has to be like Jesus yes. Christ to imitate that. And in order to have that, he has to have their beliefs lined up in a way where they would think this is Jesus Christ. Yes. And that's one thing that uh, is kind of dangerous about post-tribulation doctrine you have to understand. Some people think pre-tribulation people are the ones who are going to side with the Antichrist, but that's not the case because pre-tribulation people, we believe in rapture. That means you have to get out of this world. Uh uh So if the Antichrist were to come down here, how can Christians think, oh, the rapture happened and the Christ is here? No, that doesn't make sense. We have to get out of this world. But the dangerous thing about post-tribulation people is this. Some of them think this is the mark of the beast. Some of them think this is the Antichrist. So then, when this Messiah, and they are looking at a Messiah, you know, they're looking at a Messiah to rescue them out Uh of this mess because they're angry about the current elitists. If this Messiah comes out, and then he says, hey, I'm the guy you're looking for. I'm going to rescue you from all of this mess. And the Bible says in Revelation 6, Daniel 11, the Antichrist has to conquer and to conquer. He has to stamp out those right. who he deems as uh, the oppressors of the people or sure. the elitists sure. or the bad guy, so to speak, because I'm the good guy, he says. Right. This guy has to come out that way to deceive the world. Uh-huh. That's something to think about. Post-tribulation is dangerous because they think the current government is the Antichrist government that you have to overpower and then through their conquests, and once they overpower the Antichrist, they can bring in yes, the yes. Christ. They're and almost, that's dangerous. They're yeah. almost reversing the riders yes. on the white horse in yes. a sense. Yeah. yeah. So I actually think yes. that when the Antichrist comes on the scene, yeah. I think he's going to have a, a very familiar look to what the almost the universal concept of the picture of Jesus looks yes, like. Yes, yes, I think yes, he might yes, not have I the long hair, that. but I think there'll be something strangely familiar yes. to the world about mm-hmm. him that they'll, they'll already be prepped for that. So yes. let's talk a bit about the Antichrist. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, we're, let's just dive in. Yes, I, have a, I have a theory, yes. and I'm not sure how to bridge the gap mm. between uh, outer terrestrial, Mm -hmm. heavenly, and the earthly. Mm -hmm. But I I think there has to be, as in the days of Noah, the sons of God, there has to be an element, the the Antichrist just being a powerful leader. We've had powerful leaders before. Mm -hmm. There has to be, I tend to think, something otherworldly powerful Mm -hmm. about this being that comes on the scene and Mm -hmm. tends to be able to bridge the gap between humanity, almost a Daniel kind of a two where you're trying trying to make the iron and the clay mm-hmm. kind of fit. Mm-hmm. But theories aside, what do you think the Antichrist, what's that going to look like? You know, mm-hmm. we get asked all the time here, yes. is the Antichrist alive now? Yeah. Is he somewhere <laughs> out there now? Um, mm-hmm. Just just 
talk to us a little bit about the Antichrist. What's your take? What's your feel? Yes. Uh, what's your thinking along those lines? So uh, it's very interesting when you research. The Probably the most popular one is like, you know, Obama they'll look at. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, I've heard about Emmanuel Macron. And In then, France, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, was it Mohammed bin Salman? Is that the guy's name? I'm not yeah. really sure. But uh, he was around like that uh, young age, 33 and a half, if I recall. So they were looking at the prounce. Uh, crown prince. So when I research into these guys, it's very interesting. There were a lot of uh, similarities uh, with the Antichrist. But uh, as I studied, I'm like, well, you know, one, you can't make a quick judgment like the anti, uh, yes. like this guy is the Antichrist or the Antichrist is already here. But at the same time, you can't just be in ignorance and say, well, the Antichrist is not here yet. So, uh -huh. you know, don't even bother. No, I believe that there's a balance in between, is that one, you know, 2 Thessalonians 2, the wording is interesting. Paul mentioned that the mystery of iniquity doth already, doth already work. work. Yeah. All right, already in his time. But he said the son of perdition would be revealed in the future. John said there are already many antichrists, but the antichrist is not there. Uh -huh. What did that mean? God was already pointing out there would be like junior versions, so to speak, <laughs> yeah. or like precursors of Antichrist. And Adolf Hitler was one of the most is one of the most popular historical examples ever that you can dig into, which uh -huh. is very interesting. So I believe, yeah, and especially I'm sorry, yeah, especially ahead, because there's rumors mm -hmm. in historical study that he actually had Jewish blood in him. Yes, which is very, I've heard about. Yeah, that. which is that a very is fascinating stuff. Tell me what you think from what you see in the Bible, and then your approximate. <laughs> uh, what are you seeing with the Antichrist down the road? Yeah, so uh, what I'm seeing is definitely I say all of that beforehand is because of precursors. So that's necessary. We talked about. Uh, like the coming of Christ before, like you have to have some kind of events or factors, environmental factors, uh -huh. to condition people. Okay. That's how we got to this place now. That's how you can deceive and control the people. So you have to have environmental factors to build up. So you have to condition the people uh, to where the Antichrist can easily come in. Uh -huh. Like if, if you did this probably 200 years ago, the Antichrist coming out of a spaceship, for example, saying, I am Christ. Who knows, they probably freak out. Right, right. But then if you build up these environmental factors where people are finding common ground, they're mm -hmm. finding some doctrines in common ground, some beliefs in common ground, then the Antichrist can subtly get in. And recently, it's just shocking to me, like 2020, 2021 is evidence. It's beyond phenomenal. Not just the restrictions that we're seeing, but even alien sightings. I was yes. very shocked. And people, they're just eating it up and not really freaking out about it. Right. So it's conditioning the people because they watch too many Avengers, they watch too much Alien, they watched uh, too many, like, uh, uh, was it the Eternals, God's coming down yes. on the earth? Yes, yes. So you already got people conditioned for that one. Space Force from yes. Donald Trump, yes. literally. I mean, it, just, yeah. just said it plain as day, right? Right, right. And then uh, not only that, it's interesting that from Harvard, I was shocked myself where Harvard, I believe he was a chairman of a... Um, uh, I forgot what it was, whether it be astrophysics or some kind of scientific major uh -huh. concerning about the space and the universe, where he was trying to argue and open up possibility for aliens. And right. I was very, very shocked. Right, yeah. right. But then you got already the popular scientists, you know, uh, was it uh, Cacao and then Neil deGrasse Tyson, I believe, uh -huh. and these guys who were trying to open up about evolution with life in outer space uh -huh. and the famous Stephen Hawking. Yes. So see, already so many factors building up. So you need, uh, I see we're almost there, but you just need a little bit more. Yes. You just need a little bit more to condition the people. For when I look at the Bible now, so that's the thing is that the Bible is key. Yes. What is the Bible's focus, right? Well, the Bible's focus is where undoubtedly that they have to be receptive to these beings who come from outer space. Mm -hmm. So we are, I already talked about conditional factors involved in that. Number two is the economic factor, uh, clearly. And uh, we already saw that with uh, 2020, 2021, sure. where it's heading toward. It's going to be interesting a couple months later, right? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen? Three, you have to have the world in agreement where you have to have restrictions and control. And yeah. 
uh, we're already, it was shocking to me. Now you have a good excuse to declare <coughs> the Emergency Powers Emergency Act. At any at, time. At yes. any time. And that's been around for years and we knew that. I mean, uh, but I mean, I talked about it, I knew about that, but to just see it in real life yes. is just beyond phenomenal. It's just shocking to me. So then now, uh, religion. Religion is very, very important. Uh, uh, one famous uh, preacher that I always looked up to, Dr. Peter S. Ruckman, I mean, it's phenomenal what he said like so many years ago. He wrote a book, Black is Beautiful. I'm yes. just seeing like, how did this guy knew this before digital age? You right, know? right. And then he mentioned about, uh, and we talked a little bit about this. Uh, well, you mentioned a little bit about this, but I remember he mentioned this. He said Catholicism, Islam, and Judaism, he said, I don't know how it's going to work, but I have a hunch it's going to be those three somehow that's uh -huh. going to have a big play. Uh -huh. And I'm already seeing that, right, which is right. beyond phenomenal. Uh, you're seeing all these religions, they're looking for a prophet or a messianic figure. All right. Uh, the, Babylon, the Babylonian Talmud, it's very interesting. They mentioned about some kind of Messiah coming from the gates of Rome, emerging uh, from the bottom. Coming and then, up. Yes. Yeah, coming up. And I'm like, whoa, what is that? Right? What is, what is that? So uh, you're already seeing linkages of people looking for a savior figure uh -huh. r religiously. So I think what's important is that people have to pay attention to the religious perspective too. Yes. Because I think maybe one of the deception is some people might think that they're paying attention so much on the, uh, the economic area, the current events area, but what about the religious area? Yes. You yes. have to pay attention to the religious areas. It's not just that the Pope, the Pope or the Vatican are bad guys because of economic uh, conspiracies or evil that you can find behind the scenes. What about the doctrine? What about the religious factor? That's why I'm a very big emphasis on that one. Yeah, yeah. If you were to look at that one, then it could uh, bring a bigger clue about where people are coming in. Now, when I look at the religious factor, I'm starting and combined with the historical factor, it's making a lot of sense to me. So uh, when people say, I argue, this is the Antichrist, that's the Antichrist, uh, as Bible believers, when you get into deeper doctrine, you're going to find differences. Right, right, exactly. So this is just my perspective, but I believe that it will have to be a Roman Pope. Mm -hmm. I have to believe mm -hmm. that. But I don't think it's going to be a Pope like the current Pope. Sure. It could be where this guy might do a rogue or an untraditional thing and might declare himself a religious leader that's similar to a pope or uh -huh. declare himself like a pope. He might do that. The reason why is Revelation 17 shows that it's going to side in with the Antichrist, but at the same time, the Antichrist and the globalists betray the Vatican Catholic system, Babylon and Revelation 17. Uh -huh. So I believe it's something like that. Right, right. And looking at a historical factor, major Christian leaders back then, Wycliffe, Luther, I think even Wesley and Great Awakening Revival preachers pointed out the Antichrist, the man of sin, is the guy at Rome. Right, right. But I would argue, and this is just my opinion, I would say Paul as well. The reason why is he mentioned back at 2 Thessalonians 2, the mystery of iniquity doth already now work. So he believes there is an unofficial version or a junior version of an antichrist right now until the official comes out. Yeah. So basically the setup is made. Yeah. The setup is made. Well, who's the best candidate you can think of at Paul's time mm -hmm. that's a world leader? And it's interesting that even liberal professors or liberal graduate students that I talk to, when I mention about Revelation 13, uh, they'll mention that the mark of the beast, what qualifies is the Roman Empire that uh -huh. time. They'll even agree with that. Yeah. And then, uh, but that's interesting that I find that if you believe in preterism, which denies dispensationalism, that aligns well with the liberal professor view. That's yeah. why I think doctrine is important. But anyway, that's, yeah, another, no, no, that's no, a yeah, side thing. Like... That's a side thing. But the point is, is that Roman, so it has to be something Roman. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Because Daniel 2, iron, iron, but then iron mixed with clay. Mm -hmm. Iron is the Roman Empire, but you have to continue that Roman lineage later on. So that, it's, it's interesting yeah. because Augustus, yeah. Caesar Augustus, mm -hmm. even though Caesar mm -hmm. 
came along. It, yeah. it was Augustus who really formulated mm -hmm. the the padre, mm -hmm. the father of the empire, yes. the deity, and he began really to emphasize the deity mm -hmm. of that. And it followed that line. Of course, then you get into the Justin, Justinian yeah. rule, and then when it moved to Byzantine, the Byzantine Empire split. Yes. The Roman Empire never really did cease to yes. exist, although it. it did morph. When it yes. moved, morph. When, when it moved it right. east, okay. you had the Byzantine Empire, Constantinople. Yes. Mm -hmm. But the Western Empire in Rome mm -hmm. stayed religious, and it has gone yes. that way. Mm -hmm. And it's very fascinating because mm -hmm. <laughs> the, Rome, uh, the, the official doctrine of Rome yes. is actually studying, I just read this not long ago, they're mm -hmm. actually studying about how their doctrine would morph with Extra, we they would call it extraterrestrial yes. life. Yes, How did. does that they work? Yeah. And I thought about something. I'm, yeah. I'm going to bounce this off, and yeah. I think it'll feed. Paul said in Galatians chapter number one, "Though mm -hmm. I or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel," mm -hmm. and when you read that, it's an extreme by it's an example by extreme. Though I or even an yeah. angel, mm -hmm. but what if it's not just an example by extreme? Mm -hmm. What if it's a warning? Yeah, that's specific. That's the same thing in Colossians, the end time yeah. Laodicean uh, mm -hmm. epistle of Colossians, yeah. the only one that mentions Laodicea, mm -hmm. he has two warnings in there about angels. What if, as Christians, mm -hmm. we're not just taking a stand against apostasy per yeah. se, we're actually having to say, no, that quote-unquote angel is not preaching yes. the gospel, and you've got mm -hmm. that coalition. So. Mm -hmm. It, it, this thing could get real dicey when you yes, get down it does, to it. Yeah. And that's why we were saying he and I could sit here and talk for the next six mm -hmm. hours. Yeah. So you're saying that in some way, shape, or form, mm -hmm. that the man of sin yes. in, its, in his fullest flourishing yes. is going to come from Rome. Yes. But then at some point, mm -hmm. you think there'll be a rogue breaking away of the yes. system and he will be exalted even more. Yes. The reason why I believe that is history, but even when you study uh, the, the elitists, their part in history, because it's, and uh, not only that, the spiritual plane as well from scripture, because yeah. it's a matter of fact from all three of these planes that uh, when, you hung, uh, when you get into power, you betray each other. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, that's, Lu that's a Luciferian spirit. Lucifer got drunk on power. A rebellious spirit. He went rogue. Yeah. So I believe that's the case. So uh, Judas Iscariot, who's known as the Antichrist, what was his greatest sin that the world popularly knows him as? It's betrayal. Yeah. See, so I believe that's going to be definitely playing a part. So let's you and I brainstorm for a minute. Yeah. Because before, when we were when we were off, we were in break talking. Mm -hmm. I mentioned to you that I do believe that the Antichrist has to have a physical connection to this earth. Yes, yes. At the same time, mm -hmm. I think there has to be something that appears to be heavenly yeah. about him. Yeah. So let me ask you this, and yeah. this is purely speculation. Of course, of course. Let's just know is that. It right? possible, just is it possible that you have a being, quote unquote, yeah. that appears to arrive from the stars? Yes and says, I am Christ, mm -hmm. and is pronounced by Rome, mm -hmm. this is our Pope, yes. and you've got that merger of those two things mm -hmm. uh, that says, I am yes. leading and, and moving that way. You, mm -hmm. can, you know, can something like that happen? You that's, think? that's very possible. So I'd like to add to this, and maybe we can see a bigger, uh, the, a more holistic picture. But mine is not holistic, obviously. So I, it's possible because... We mentioned about Jewish Syrian, and that's what I personally believe. There is uh, Jewish and Syrian about his ethnicity as well. Yes. And that's the bridge you find with Catholicism, uh -huh. Judaism, and Islam. All right, if there's an ethnicity that's Jewish and Syrian, and for Roman, what I think is, I don't think it's ethnicity, I think it's religious. Right. Or some kind of connection with Roman Because power. you could so, be a Roman yes. and not be Italian. Ah, you could be a yeah. Roman. In other mm -hmm. words, a gladiator yeah. or any slave mm -hmm. could win their citizenship yeah. and not be Italian. Paul was Roman. I was going to say that. Paul was yes. Roman, but he was That's Jewish. Right. That's right. So Roman is almost mm -hmm. something that you could, a title mm -hmm. as much as not a, an ethnicity. Yes. So that's a very good point. So then, like, uh, there are many uh, Catholics here today, but then we, uh, they were born and raised in America, right? right? And then we'll dub it the same as Roman Catholicism, right? So it can be just like a name. So I think that, 
So then that's what I believe is the missing link. Uh-huh. Is that when, because back then I didn't know too much. And then a lot of people were asking me, is Obama the Antichrist? But the reason why I quite, uh, back then I would say no very easily is because I'm looking for that clear Jewish connection. Yes, yes. So that's the missing link. Is And that's interesting. Is that possible? Yes, because... Uh, the second, I believe it was the second Jesuit general, and he was called the Black Pope. Yes. And some people believe that he's the guy that's going to be the Antichrist. Yes. He's the one running the show. Uh-huh. It's interesting that, uh, I think it was the second one, that there were rumors, rumors that he was Jewish, actually. Uh-huh. Ignatius so, Loyola, yeah. when he started it, yeah. he set that train. And yeah. there's there's been arguments that that was a deep connection. Yeah. I hate to say it, but... Yeah. I think the higher you go up the pinnacle, yes. there and, and Bill Grady wrote a tremendous mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. The higher you go up the pinnacle, it makes us sound mm-hmm. sound anti-Semitic, but mm-hmm. there is a Jewish cabal. When yes. you look at the Rothschilds, yeah. when you look around yeah. the world, mm-hmm. there is a tremendous, tremendous power brokerage. Mm-hmm. And I think there's been rumors, we mentioned it in the last episode of Hitler, mm-hmm. there's been rumors of many of the popes yes, being Jewish. Yes, yes. And so that, that idea of the dispersion and, and, and Jewish being there is mm-hmm. profound. Mm-hmm. I've actually thought that mm-hmm. when the Antichrist, if he did come from the stars, mm-hmm. he would say that humanity is something that was from a panspermia, and, but mm-hmm. that he would have to in some way identify in the line of yes. Judaism, the Syrian Jew. Mm-hmm. This is my heritage. Yes. And and the easiest way for him to do that would be to claim that he was Jesus of Nazareth. Yes. I don't put it past the Antichrist. The mm-hmm. ultimate lie mm-hmm. would be to say, I am Jesus of Nazareth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. it would be it would be interesting to, to do that. So mm-hmm. again we go back to this whole concept that mm-hmm. we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. But it's all setting yes, up in yes. place for that. And know? I want the uh, people, audience, to know this. I'm not saying that the Antichrist is not already here because he may have already been doing that, but the Bible says revealed, right? So yes. he may not have been officially shown yet, right? There might be something yeah. or factors or information that wasn't publicly revealed yet, right? So, so if the mystery yeah. of godliness, yes. to some degree, and we're, we're, we're not trying to be overly theological, yeah. so mm-hmm. those of you that are theological, <laughs> don't get mad. But in essence, when we talk about the mystery of godliness, yeah. we're talking about the, the mystery of how Jesus mm-hmm. could be fully man yeah. and fully God, First yes. Timothy 3.16. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, and I know I oversimplified that for the mm-hmm. theologians, but you get it. Mm-hmm. So the mystery of iniquity. Yes. What are we talking about? We've used that term for the person out there that's not mm-hmm. initiated or, or is not a Bible student. Mm-hmm. What do we mean when we say mystery of iniquity? What, what are mm-hmm. we getting at with that? Yeah, so that's something that I'm still digging up into. But uh, this is what's very interesting is that the Bible says that the mysteries are for us Christians we're to be good stewards of it. Mm-hmm. So why can't we examine that? See, right. that's something to think about. Why can't we examine these things, dig up into these mysteries? The Bible says stewards of the mysteries at 1 Corinthians. Uh-huh. So then uh, if we are to dig up these mysteries, it's what I found one thing's interesting, and this is just purely conjecture, otherwise it wouldn't be mystery, right? right so if right. you're digging into the mysteries, some things are going to be abstract or mysterious. So I'm wondering this is that if... Satan has to imitate Jesus Christ. And then I'm trying to find that bridge with alien, but also ethnicity. What about the idea of incarnation? Yes, yes. Incarnation. Yes. That he can come down from the heavens, be born from somebody, mm-hmm. and then use that. And it's very interesting that I think I could be wrong, but Tim LaHaye kind of even indicated that in his book. So. Even with mainstream Christianity, this might not be far-fetched to think about, actually. It's interesting. There was a movie years ago uh, called Star Child. Uh, We've talked about the old movie that was Mm -hmm. called Rosemary's Baby. Uh How interesting would it be Mm -hmm. to have a being from the stars and a human woman Mm -hmm. produce, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, produce a a hybrid, Mm -hmm. you know, and then that person rise up. Yes and say, this is who I am. Yes. My, f- my mother, my father was from the stars. Mm-hmm. 
my mother was a Jewish woman, wow. right? Yeah. And he has now all of a sudden the powers to mm -hmm. back that up. He mm -hmm. can do things that no other being in the world can do, and mm -hmm. he proves it, and he has merged it, and he's able to say, hey, these 10 beings yes. that are with me yes. from the stars, uh, the 10 <laughs> kings, but I'm also Jewish as yes. well. That, yes. that star child kind of concept mm -hmm. would actually even pull in Eastern religion yes. uh, because they're looking for that as, as well. So these are, you don't there, get this no. unless you're a dispensational yes. Bible believer. Yes. You're not gonna get it. Yes, uh, once, uh, Man, there's just so much here, but I want to go one at a time to, so as not to confuse the audience. So let me try to say it this way is one by one, and then I'll try to put it all in one statement here is that uh, the Star Child, like, you know, the famous uh, movie that people knew about from Stanley Kubrick, uh, uh, Odyssey, you know. Yes. I mean, that was a long time ago. It hit like top 20 throughout all movie critics. And then it's some people who study Kubrick's life, it's interesting. There were rumors, so I'll just say rumors about when he did his last movie where it kind of indicated about some warning about Satanism and some stuff where he discussed or thought about the moon landing uh -huh. that maybe he could have died because he was digging into something where he shouldn't have. So I don't know how much is true about that one, but if there's some truth to that one, maybe he was predicting or getting into something. But if you look at into the Bible and then see these like we discussed before, some scriptural stuff where nevertheless it's a theory, but it's still like approximate predictions, uh -huh. right? Could it be we're getting into somewhere and the Bible, it will not contradict history. Right. It will not contradict facts and information that are true on what you see today. They're all going to connect. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to do, you know. So he's so, on to yeah. something with Stanley Kubrick. So yeah. the, the rumor was that yeah. when he made... Uh, the Shining, which mm -hmm. is a very satanic movie, mm -hmm. that there were scenes in there that showed, mm -hmm. that implied that he faked, he was the director of the mm -hmm. fake moon landing. Mm -hmm. There's also a very vile movie about pedophile and sexualism mm -hmm. and satanism yeah. called Eyes Wide yes, Shut. Yes, that was a big What's interesting movie. is, is that there was a movie made called Wag the Dog about mm -hmm. how a war, like what we're seeing now, mm -hmm was ginned up by false videos and mm -hmm. they actually hired a movie director to film the false video mm -hmm. and at the end the movie director wanted credit and he mm -hmm. gets in the car and he drives away and the bad guy it's basically implied we're gonna have to kill that guy mm -hmm. well in the movie wag the dog the director's name is Stanley mm -hmm. and people believe that it was a connection mm -hmm. there and so you're exactly right mm -hmm. that, that we're getting somewhere from the mm -hmm. Bible Judas, yes, he's called a devil. Mm -hmm. John six, yes, we know he had a human father. Yes, mm -hmm. so what are we dealing with? Is that the yeah. mystery of iniquity? Is yes. that something that's going? And mm -hmm. could that happen again? Mm -hmm. Yes. Know? Well, it's like what we talked about er earlier. The uh, the Old Testament called it coming of Christ. Yes. So then, uh, why not uh, repeat it again with the second coming if that happened at the first coming? Right. Interesting. So, Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. that mm -hmm. really is. Okay. So let me change gears for just a few minutes while we have you. Mm -hmm. So Christians are out there. I had I had a precious, precious listener send me an email. Yes. Literally frustrated. Mm. Um, what do we do? Mm -hmm. The country's falling apart. We're, yeah. we're seeing everything. And mm -hmm. it's hard because I think even in evangelizing, people are frustrated because they're yeah. not seeing the fruit that maybe we saw, you know, 50 50 years yeah. ago, certainly 100 years ago. Yeah. So for the for the Christian that's out there, yeah. do we absolutely shut off any political involvement mm -hmm. and, and find a bunker somewhere? Mm -hmm. Do In other words, what's your take on for a New Testament mm -hmm. perilous times Christian? Mm -hmm. We're not going into the Second Great Awakening. Mm -hmm. where, you know, we're not seeing yes. George Whitfield yes. is not around the corner. Yes. What does the Laodicean Bible believer look like and do? I am so glad you asked me that question because that was my life, all right? That is my life still. Uh, I'll, I hope this won't take too long and uh, I'll try to put it all in one shot. Is this, is one, what do you think is the most important in your life is salvation. If you get saved in the Lord Jesus Christ first, uh, Jesus Christ promised he is the way, the truth, and the life. The Spirit will guide and lead you into all truth. Mm. So then, the Bible is the ultimate truth. People who dug up, you're called truthers, you would say. But you even have to admit, when you dug up all the information out there, 
Some of it's true, some of it's false. I have people in my church who are like that too, okay? Mm -hmm. They ended up in my church for a reason. Not because they're stupid, but they intensely digged everything. As a matter of fact, this is interesting, audience people. I didn't, I wasn't like born in conspiracies or knew about all this. <laughs> yeah. My audience people knew more than I did, actually. It got me involved into that because I was trying to minister to them. So uh, I had the right foundation. It was Bible. Once I got saved, then I looked at the Bible as my final authority. So doctrine is so important, you have to understand why. You can't believe the Bible unless you know what it's teaching. Teaching is another word for doctrine. What it's teaching, what it's saying is true. So you have to get doctrine first. So I'm glad that you're digging up truth and information out there, of course, all right? So don't get me wrong about that. But how about taking a break for once? It's not going to kill you, all right? Well, I'm afraid about getting lied to. Just get into the Bible first. Mm. Get into the Bible first. You know, try a three-month hiatus and see. Once you get into doctrine, what happens is this. Then other information and life factors out there, because you're bringing a life factor question, not yeah. just information that we're seeking after, but life factor. Right. Everything's going to be balanced once you have doctrine. Mm. Once you, because you know what's right and wrong. All right. Once you know what's right and wrong then you can start balancing. But how you balance is you can't just know doctrine. Knowing, don't just be knowers or hearers of the word, the Bible, information, information. You gotta do. Uh -huh. Here's one thing that the world uh, accuses people who are digging into the research out there. Okay, let's say you're right about all of this. What good does it do to you at mm -hmm. the end? Mm -hmm. And actually that's a very good question. I mean, uh, how happy are you with your life right now, mm -hmm. you know? All of it is just anger, frustration, and I don't blame you because that's all you're spending time in. Right. But if you get into the Bible, here's the interesting thing. God warned about this evil that will take place, but it's interesting he doesn't detail too much about uh -huh. that. Uh -huh. One interesting doctrine that I believe in is the Genesis Gap. Mm -hmm. And a crucial factor why there had to be a Genesis gap is because of the evil that happened. But you notice God don't spend too much time on <laughs> right, that right. Why is that? God don't want to pay too much attention to the devil's activities. He wants to spend time about how his Holy Spirit moves. Yes. And the fruit of the Spirit is not anger or lack of peace. It's love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Yes. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound, sound mind. mind. Once you get into that, I didn't know a single thing about conspiracy theory. I was from Dr. Upman's school. I heard about Black is Beautiful. I loved it, but I never got into it, actually. That was the last thing I got into, actually. But once I got that in my life, then whatever information I dug deeply into, I was able to know how much to get into it, uh -huh. how much not to get into it, how much I can apply it to my life, how much I have to be wary of. Yeah. And yeah. here's the thing is that, look, you dug up so much information and at least that woke you up and I'm so happy. A lot of my people are actually like that too. But now, how about trying to switch to the Bible and once you start doing that, and just be honest with the Lord and be doers, not just hearers. Try to live by the Bible. One of the important things is to attend a Bible-believing church. I'm not telling you to just attend a normal church where there's paganism, occultism, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Look, don't get me wrong. I know the evil in the churches. That's why the Bible says <clears throat> the falling away is necessary in yeah, churches, right? Yeah. Attend a Bible-believing church, please, all right? And then if you go to our website, and uh, Brother Tillis can mention all that later, but I just want to say everything first. Yeah. So if you go to our website, then it'll go a list of churches, and we're going to update it. Attend a Bible-believing church, go over there, and then have it balanced out. I know the tendency might be, also, if you attend the Bible-believing churches, they may not agree with everything that you dug up in information. Uh -huh. But remember this, when you're attending a Bible-believing church, you're not going there to study more globalism or darkness. You know your research on that. Yes. You dug, you yes. went on that rabbit trail, all right? Yes. You came in there to study the Bible, mm -hmm. doctrine, but more importantly than that, life issues. Yes. And that's what your pastor is known for, or a Bible-believing pastor is mm -hmm. known for. And so uh, learn that much, okay, from them. Be open-minded about that. And then 
not every church is perfect. Uh, we, there's going to be differences, even with us two, mm -hmm. with so much information we know. Trust me, we have a lot of differences as well, you know, especially if we dig into deeper information, uh -huh. right? But the thing is, the body of Christ, the Bible says, even though we're all different, we're supposed to be unified. Yes. We're supposed to be unified. So as long as you find the best Bible-believing group that's closest to Bible-believing truth, I think you can put up the differences yeah. in between, right? Once you get into that, it'll be life-changing. And then all that information you're digging, you'll know more and more how to balance it out. And that's why I got online to yeah. balance doctrine, uh, the current events, prophecy, and all that. The reason why I did that is because I've been through that trail. I've dealt with people in that trail. So I want to rescue you from a lot of heartache, and I'm going to that's why I do those teachings. Be, I want you, once you take that information, now you surrender it to the Lord in prayer and be patient. Don't make a quick conclusion. Be patient. The Lord, the Spirit will guide and lead you into all truth. And the Spirit's timing is not your timing. He likes to work in His time. Yeah, so He's right, right on target. Yeah. One of the things that happens so very often, I think, is that you get fixated on, yeah. on a particular truth. Yeah. And the Bible says yeah. in the book of Proverbs that a false balance is an yeah. abomination. Mm -hmm. Too much truth, yeah. too much honey can mm -hmm. make you sick. Yes. And, and I find yes. people doing that. I'll give you a perfect example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and for those of you that aren't familiar with this mm -hmm. particular term, it might not mean that much. But I know a lot of Bible believers. I yes. mean a lot of Bible believers. Yes that know their yeah. Bible. They know yes. rightly divided yeah. this and that. Yeah. And they're horrible husbands. Yes. Horrible wives. Right. I mean, they don't You're know how to treat their right. wife. And so I think that, you know, just like what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. So the rapture. Mm -hmm. Is it a pre-tribulation rapture? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, my preacher believes this about it, and uh -huh. my preacher believes that. Mm -hmm. That's secondary. Yes. If he believes in the pre-tribulation yes. rapture, yes. Yes. you're in the right thing. Yes. And I think you hit it exactly right. The people that I see that are very, very miserable are the yeah. people that become fixated mm -hmm. on this yes. rather than the Bible. Yes. And yes. one of the things, I've said this before, is that if you were to show up at the Soul Trap Studios, mm -hmm. what you would find mm -hmm. is it's maybe 10% of what we do. This mm -hmm. upcoming Sunday night, yeah. we're recording this on a yeah. Saturday, yeah. this Sunday night we'll have 150, close to 200 mm -hmm. people going out doing evangelism. Mm -hmm. And so you have to keep the main thing the main thing, yes. even though mm -hmm. everything we talked about is true and fun yes. and right, at the mm -hmm. end of the day, it's an approximate. Yes. And we yes. could be having this conversation as old men 50 years yes. from now. Yes. And, and, and sitting here going, well, we missed it in 2022. Yes. But now in 2052, we think it's going to happen. <laughs> but you, you, we don't know. And yes. so we have to have that balance. Pastor, it has been a blessing. We could do oh, this man. all day. It's already over. The, yeah, I know the next time we get together, yes. even though we may have to Zoom mm. it, but we'll yeah. fly you back out here. It has been oh, wow. wonderful. Uh, it has just been a great time. Make sure that you go to the YouTube channel. Make sure you go to the website. If you're anywhere in the area, you need to be in his church. Take advantage of his resources. And, and I think if you do, you will be tremendously blessed. It has been an honor. Make sure to go to thesoultrap.com. All of the different places that you, information you need, you can find out there. Also resources to get to Pastor Kim's as well. We hope that this has been enlightening. We hope it's been enjoyable. We hope it's inspired you a little bit, made you think. That's what the Soul Trap is here for. Thank you. God bless. For it's such an honor as you think not, the Son of Man come. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seed.